Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your host, Keith Frischhorn from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we're going to have uh, Season 1, Episode 3 of Ghost Nation. Um, without further ado, here we go. This whole room is like this. His family is under attack. It's a little frightening and unnerving. Is it possible that the body is buried here? Find it. I write dark horror. When I write, that's when the activity really stirs up. He looks down at his feet, which is oozing blood. Mm. Hello? I felt a sudden punch. The closet door started to fall on me. There's something dark here. Malevolent. Malevolent. There is something else in this house. Make some sort of a noise. Let us know you're here with us. We are a community of searchers. This family is under attack. We are Ghost Nation. to Paradelphia, and we have quite a treat for you guys tonight. Joining us in studio, Jason Hawes, Steve Gonsalves, and Dave Tango. So it's been quite a few years. What have you guys been doing? Steve and I have created United Paranormal Research Organization. Yeah, we're creating a network all over the country that investigate under our protocols, and when they sort of need, a, you know, the next sure. step... Right. Uh, they're getting in touch with us. And when you guys have a set protocol like that, it, it helps with validation of, of any kind of evidence you come up with. Yeah, absolutely. Today, we are just outside Philadelphia, talking to local paranormal investigators Doug Hogate and Rick Pruitt on their podcast, cleverly called Paradelphia. That gets me thinking about a, a very difficult case. For the last 12, 13 years, I've ran my own uh, paranormal research team, Jersey Unique Minds Paranormal Society, also known as JUMPS, and we've had a case that has me at a speed bump. I've investigated twice already, but uh, things seem to keep happening to the family and intensifying, and if you were interested in taking a look at it, I could show you some of the things we found and explain it to you. Yeah, I'd definitely be interested in checking it out. This is exactly why we created the United Paranormal Research Organization. We wanted to help investigators with their difficult cases. The client, Mario, he uh, is actually a horror writer. His creativity and the way he's always thinking things up in his writing could have an effect on the activity they are having. The client's daughter, 10-year-old, seems to be having the most experiences so what's happening with the daughter? The main thing is this closet door had forcefully ripped off of its hinges. I would think that the daughter, being at that age, if anybody was to manifest the activity, it would be her manifest. Sure. Poltergeist? Self-manifestation? I mean, it's a common thing for, for young girls as they're getting ready to enter into adulthood. Poltergeist is a German word meaning noisy spirit. It's often associated with an unseen force that has the ability to throw objects around a room. These 
These manifestations were long thought to be the work of demons. Today, we believe these evil spirits to be caused by an individual who is under extreme emotional distress. Oftentimes, the victim of these otherworldly forces are adolescents. And also, she sees all around the house Porter and guys. property an apparition of a, a little girl. I have uh, an EVP if you guys like to hear Ghost. it. Ghost. Is there so on another so forth. person here that also helps you? A EVP of someone saying it's me. I promise all my clients that I'm with them till the end. So that is why my next step was call for help. Well, at any time the case involves a family, especially with children, it uh, jumps to the priority list for us. So let's just get over there and, and meet the family and start trying to figure out what's happening. They will be thrilled. I know they want answers. This is cases that involve poltergeist Jason activity Hodge, are rare and extremely dangerous. If this family is experiencing both spirit of the and poltergeist activity ghost that is being intensified by the father's horror, ghost hunters. we're going to have our hands full. Three of the original popular Yeah, and Doug uh, filled us in a little bit on what's happening here, and, and it all sounds uh, pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. When we bought this house, it was a fixer-upper. It literally, within a couple weeks, that's when stuff started to stir up. Before we moved in here, we were just a normal family. I write dark stuff, dark horror. When I write, it's almost like whatever's in this house is feeding off of my dark energy. My daughter, Summer, was the first person that experienced anything paranormal. Summer has told us multiple times that she has a relationship with this little girl. It's a little unnerving to think that my daughter is speaking to someone that's not physically here. One day, Summer was in the bathroom, and I heard her screaming my name. So I went up there. And Summer had an entire new vision of this little girl with black hair and black tears crying in the shower. It was more frightening. I saw a black cloud in my bedroom. And it really scared me. The cloud would hover over top of me. One night I was sitting on my carpet, coloring, the girl, I and I guess. felt a sudden punch in my back. I turned around, but no one was there, and I started hearing creaking. So I started yelling, Mom, Mom! The closet door started to fall on me. I had to run and grab it before the entire thing fell on her. Felt like someone was trying to harm me. Later on, Summer saw a man in the backyard 
when she was playing near the tree. Anytime she was out there playing, she said she would see him. experienced shadow people go up and down the stairs. I've experienced stuff on my own in the basement. We're gonna move I was ahead just laying down the investigation only because time constraints. Here's the investigation. Yep, Ghost Nation. fell on this one, this one went off, this one went off, and this one went off. I wonder if something like that happened to Mario. Three, four of them went off at once. You know, right. it scared him. He's already on edge because of all the strange things happening in the house. He just got spooked. Yep. It's one explanation, but I want to keep my eye on this room. We've got lightning, we've got tornado warnings. That's perfect to help electrify the air for activities. I mean, the theory is it could ionize the atmosphere. If you guys want to head in and see if reciting some of that, you know, written word uh, could work as a catalyst. You're all set. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Homeowner Mario Cerrito believes that writing his horror stories in the house could be triggering the paranormal activity. So to test his theory, we're sending Doug and Mario to the most active room in the house. Summer's old bedroom, which is now Mario's office. This is where a door became mysteriously unhinged and fell on her. And where she's seen the apparition of a little girl. It's also where closet, Doug like. caught his EVP. This is one of your scripts for one of your movies, correct? Yes. So if you want to go ahead and just start reading part of it, and we'll see if we can uh, get any kind of reaction. He looks down at his feet and sees a brown box, which is oozing blood. Mm. Hello? Did you just knock? What's in the Ghost Nation? We're investigating the home of the Cerrito family in rural Mantua, New Jersey, where a horror writer's 10 year old daughter, Summer, could be the victim of a poltergeist that's causing disturbances throughout the family home. Everything but went off. she's also being tormented by the spirit of a little girl and a man she is seen by a tree in the backyard. I wonder what that We're using about. homeowner Mario as a trigger object to test his belief that his horror writing is activating spirits in this house. Leave this house is written real big in red spray paint on the white wall. He looks down at his feet and sees a brown box, which is oozing blood. Some Did creaking. you just knock? That was a knock of a creak. 
creek in the floor. You heard that too, right, Marin? Yes, I did. That's I would him. love for you to knock again. One for yes, two for no. His eyes widen in fear as he sees what's inside. Raw, fresh, bleeding intestines and organs. Matt grabs the note that is inside and reads it. Unless you want to end up in the next box, leave this house. Okay, hold on one second. It sounds like you're very slight movement are you moving around in that living room it's an older house it looks like a farm i'm not trying to chase you through the house i'm just trying to talk to you are you the little girl crying black tears that summer has seen are you trying to be her friend if you're a child you don't have to be afraid of me I am a daddy myself. I have three young kids. If that's you trying to give me a sign, you got to do better than that. Somebody knock. Throw something. But I don't know. It could be the water outside. Hey, guys. How'd it go in there? I wanted to test the theory of him reading his scripts to see if we got any responses. And it seemed as if something was getting me to chase them, but it wasn't consistent yeah. enough. Yeah. If it was making the noises, answering that, couldn't really determine it yet. The noises Doug heard with Mario are interesting. I wonder if Mario's writing of horror stories could actually be triggering spirit or poltergeist activity in the house. Dark, Mario dark is going to be joining his family that. for the we rest of the week, on. but Doug will be staying on with us. Mario, thanks for your yeah, time, man. man. I'm glad you're able to thank hang out so with us much. tonight. We have DVRs rolling all night, so we'll see if we capture anything that might have been stirred up by Mario. It's day two of our investigation, and last night didn't reveal any poltergeist activity, or the source of the little girl or the male spirit that Summer's been encountering. Wow. We've located a local librarian who is knowledgeable Definitely about the history of the Cerrito property. Somewhere in We're the, meeting uh, with her east. to see if she can help steer Gloucester. us to the source of Summer's Gloucester, frightening occurrences. Hello. How are you? Thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. So you were able to find some stuff out for us? Yes, I have some good things for you, I think. This area here is kind of what we're looking at here. I know it's mostly farmland. The property that you were looking at, lots of different people have owned. Are there any families that stood out to you? Any children who died on the property? One of the families that kind of caught our eye was the Wood family. Oh, okay. And they had a death in the family. A, a young child died. Gerard Wollston Wood. What exactly can you tell us about that? We have his death certificate here. He died of diphtheria at the age of 11. It looks like he was sick for nine days. It looks like he died in 1882. Exactly. And any of the other children pass away there too, or is that the only one that we... That was the only one in the Wood family that, that died that we found. So in that same area, also the Jones family lived there. Moving forward. So 
Is there something keeping you here? There's something. Is yeah. that you the family has seen out in the yard by the tree? Are you looking for your son? We're back to the investigation. Jason Hall's in If you're Gerard Wood Jr., and 11 Tanya. years old, are you here with us? Or Margaret? Can you show yourself to us? Just passed. I can't tell where that's coming from. Can you hear that? I can't tell if it's in the house or outside the house. It's like banging a little... Paranormal he thing. looks down at his feet and sees a brown box season. oozing blood. Mm. We're looking I've into the so possibility of both poltergeist and spirit activity. activity. We learned from library. a local historian Over that a girl, Margaret Jones, tragically died nearby. And a young boy, Gerard Wood, died on the property. I wonder if these children, or Gerard's father, could be behind the Cerritos haunting. What's downstairs? There's monsters downstairs. Kids afraid to get Can you show yourself to us? Uh, dark entity seems to be scaring the bejeebies out of the poor kid. Cute little blonde, blonde boy. I'll just walk the house. All right. something to let us know you're here. This is where Summer used to sleep and had the door fall on her. It's also where Doug captured his EVP. Have uh, an EVP. Is there another person here that also helps you? <laughs> I think it said it was me, or it's me. Are any of the Wood family here? Or an entity that wants to show itself? If you want me to leave this room, you can do a loud bang. How about that? of Margaret Jones or any of the Wood family members. So we're going to reassess the best way forward. Now, what do you think about what we learned today? Do you think that the Woods family, the Jones family, were playing anything into this? It didn't seem to really trigger anything. And the funny thing is, though, with farmland, you got to remember a lot of those families would bury their family members on their land. Mm -hmm. So... It's always a possibility that they could have buried somebody on this land. Mm -hmm. Well, with everything going on in the backyard in summer, mm -hmm. I mean, we could always see about possibly getting a cadaver dog down, at least seeing if there are any unmarked graves back there. 
a young boy who died on the property over a century ago. We've brought in cadaver dogs to find out if Gerard Wood may be buried in the backyard. I think he found some stuff that he likes. You got anything? No. Nothing yet. Any determinations or anything? There's no strong indications of any decomposition or anything in the ground. So in the team's assessment, we're probably not looking at any human remains back here. Not in the rear of the house, no. Okay. This is actually going to make the family feel really comfortable. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, appreciate it. In the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. With the cadaver dogs unable to find evidence of a body buried in the backyard, we still don't have answers to who could be behind the male apparition that the Cerritos' daughter, Summer, encounters by the tree. But we have a night's investigation ahead of us to try to figure this out, as well as who the spirit of the little girl could be, and if there is poltergeist activity here. We're sending Doug and Dave to investigate the living room, where Doug heard a noise during the first night's investigation when Mario read a passage from one of his horror novels. He looks down at his feet and sees a brown box, which is oozing blood. Mm. Hello? Did you just knock? So where were the sounds last? It sounded to me as if it was coming from the living room here. Okay. And you said you heard... It sounded like shuffling on the... On yeah, it, it sounded about the distance as it would be here, to be my good guess, but like kind of like a... Like that? Like a shuffle, yeah, but it was... But like it a was, small kid? Like, like a small... Yeah, if it would sound like something, like maybe like a small child. Huh. Didn't see nothing. So and I know that uh, they have had many occasions where... They've seen things going up and down the steps and heard the footsteps and the creaking and things Third like that. Well, I wouldn't mind the, trying um, to see if it would amateur happen again. Paranormal I'm up here. I can tell if there's sounds coming up here. Uh -huh. You can tell if there's sounds coming down there. Right. I have a recorder. Let's just be as still as possible. Okay. And just ask for whatever is doing that to do it again. Sure. Hello, my name is Dave. I know you know Doug. Can you walk towards us, please? Episode one. You were making all kinds of noises Should've earlier. Seen. Summer has seen a little Season girl crying one. black Episode tears. Three. Margaret Jones. Yes, is that you? Seems to get me in. Reading it good. Are you trying to be friends with Summer? Sounds like it's coming from the master bedroom. Ghost Nation. Let's move on in the investigation and try to. Did you hear that? You and I at least go on and try to do a sweep of EMF on this house. 
I'd like to bring in a tri-field meter. All right, do it. Yeah. So that way I can measure the triple axis. All right. You good? I sure am. I think we need to check the summer's room. Summer's bedroom. When we get over near her bed, her head's right here. Look. Look at this. At her head level, we're at a freaking almost a 60. A lot of EMF. Jeez. That's a lot. That's quite an excessive a bit. amount. This is what we've been talking about for years. High EMFs right there like that. I mean, paranoia, fatigue, hallucination, skin irritation. Absolutely blotchy vision. The whole thing. And you go like this all night long. Oh, man. If they don't fix that, she could have permanent effects. You just imagine. I mean, they're subject to this all day and night. I want to check out her old room upstairs. Wiring through this not real old. 1993. The box is rewired. Wow. 10.0 in the middle of the room at head okay. level. 20. Anything. <laughs> 20 is almost 10 times what we should be reading. The levels are as much as a hundred times above normal. High EMFs can help fuel paranormal activity. As we are unable to make contact with any entities, we suspected that there was different reasons for the off-the-chart readings. This case had us scratching our heads, but through the process of elimination, we've reached our conclusion as to what's behind the family's paranormal disturbances. Hey, well, thanks for meeting up with us. We came in to really look after everything that you guys told us was happening, everything that Doug filled us in on. The Cerrito family believes that Mario's horror writing is responsible for triggering paranormal activity in their home. That mainly targets their daughter, Summer. When I write, it's almost like feeding off of my dark energy. But the idea that a ghost would be aware of Mario's macabre writing just didn't add up for us. Because of Summer's age, 
and the type of paranormal occurrences she's been experiencing. We feel there is a possibility she may have manifested poltergeist activity in the home. A child of that age a lot of times can manifest the activity themselves. They can actually create the things that are going on in the house. But during our investigation, nothing materialized to support that theory. Look what just happened. Yeah. One toy fell on this one, this one went off, this one went off, and this one went off. I wonder if something like that happened to Mario. Three or four of them went off at once. You know, I scared him. Daughter because you want me to leave this room? Stuff. You can do a loud bang. How about that? Unless he collects them. Unless and also the closet door in, uh, in Summer's room. I mean, doors like that can fall off. I've, I've had them fall off on me. Not saying that's what happened, but without being there. I had one crack or having a yeah. video of it. Yeah, we can only speculate when Heavy it goes door. down to that. When looking for the source of a little girl crying black tears that was tormenting Summer, we discovered that a girl named Margaret Jones died on the property that once boarded the Cerritos. Margaret died of scarlet fever. She was six years old. Then, we turned to the apparition of a man that Summer sees by a tree in the backyard. They had a death in the family. A young child died. Gerard Wollstone Wood. It was common on farmlands over oh a century my God. ago for they families to bury loved on property. We thought the man could have been Gerard Wood's father, lingering where his son might have been buried. One of those paranormal So we took it to the extent where we even brought in cadaver dogs. Search! There's no strong indications of any decomposition or anything in the ground. Finally, we found what we believe is the cause for the poltergeist and, and spirit disturbances in the Cerritos home. One thing we did find during the investigation, which was really interesting to us, was there were high, extremely high magnetic fields throughout the house. Wow. 10.0 in the middle of the room at head level. 20. Jeez, that is just... God. This family is under attack. There is theory that they can help spirits manifest and show themselves, uh, give them the ability to move objects and things of that nature. But also, there's the whole scientific side where high EMFs creates everything from nausea, fatigue, hallucination, skin irritation, paranoia, and these things all come into play. This According to like some scientists, reveal, people who have had long-term exposure to high uh, EMFs are at increased risk yeah, to develop life-threatening diseases such as brain cancer, heart disease, and depression. Not to mention paranoia and hallucinations. It was a safety factor as well. And we took it upon ourselves to bring an electrician to try to figure out what was going on. This is broken. See, it's busted in half. It's really a pretty bad safety issue, so we're going to change this out. There was activity here because Doug did get the EVP saying, it's me. The activity that's here, if it was fueling off the EMFs and we remove the EMFs, that activity is going to diminish, yeah. if not come to a complete halt, because there's nothing for it to fuel its ability to manifest itself. Okay. So if in a month or two you're still having experiences, we need to come back. But bottom line, we're here to help in case you need us again, and hopefully we've already helped you guys. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you very much for your time, Matt. With the EMFs now under control, life should return to normal for the Cerrito family. Mario can 
continue to write a score of screenplay, the summer can grow up without the worry that an entity in the house means her harm. Next Stephen King. We hope we've given Summer and her... Well, there you go. Ghost Nation and episode episode 3, season 1. There could be EMF that manifests ghosts and poltergeists and, and other such things to give them strength through the EMF. Till we meet again, sleep tight.